This time of year is always an interesting time for me. It's a time where, you know, my birthday, you know, comes around this time. My birthday just passed. I just turned 28. Big, the big 28. And, um, you know, not too far after my birthday is uh, graduation time. Um, you know, I see on Facebook and on Instagram and, you know, people that I know, younger people that I know and, um, you know, people who I know that went back to school. This is the time of uh, graduation, you know, May going into June. Um, and it's just crazy to think that, you know, at this time, typically every single year, I think about where I'm at, where I've been and where I've been going. It's almost like a reflective, a reflective time for me. Um, not only because, you know, my birthday is late April and my birthday is usually around this time, but it's also the, um, the, the, the way that I keep track of how fast time flies. And looking back on it, it's incredible to me that it's been 10 years since I've graduated high school. 10. Class of 2008. 10 years. And it's been five years since I've been out of college. Three years since I've been out of my graduate school program. And it just, it sort of scares me a little bit. It, it's certainly a motivator. Because I didn't believe it when I was young. You know, my father would tell me this all the time. My mother would tell me this from time to time. They would tell me to appreciate, you know, being young. Appreciate the time, you know, the time that you are growing up. Because once you become an adult and, you know, even once really once you get to high school, time just sort of flies and, you know, for me, high school went by pretty quick. College went by even quicker. And before I knew it, you know, I, I, I think back and it's like, shit, it really feels as though I, you know, it doesn't feel like 10 years have passed, you know, and it just it's scary to me. It's scary to me. But, you know, here we are, you know, where we're, you know, at this time of year. Um, you know, graduation time. And, you know, it also got me thinking about the, you know, the constructs, you know, college and, and, you know, the constructs of school in 2018 and the incongruency of the messaging around school in a new world in, in, you know, in, in a post-industrial sort of world, right? Because, you know, it's no, it's no surprise. It's no secret. I mean, you know, the school system and the ideology surrounding school have not changed in the last, you know, 100, 130, 40 years, right? You know, the idea of like formal schooling and the way school is set up and the, the ideas around school and, you know, you go to, you know, you go to elementary school, you know, you go to high school, you go to college, you come out of college, 
you, you know, you get your degree, you go, go into the workforce, you know, you work your way up in the workforce and it, it's very interesting to me, you know, how we, we still hold that motto, but in all actuality, it's sort of changed. It's sort of changed. And, you know, we, we, it, it's changed in a lot of different ways, but, you know, I think we, we still subscribe to this old method that, you know, college is the end all be all. And I think a lot of times we neglect other forms of, you know, or other methods when it comes to making a, a successful life, making a living for oneself. And I think, you know, over the years, it was, you know, a, a, a pretty decent concentration on uh, blue collared work. You know, like once upon a time, it was college was a luxury. You know, you go back to the 50s, you go back to the 60s, the 40s, you know, college was a luxury. A lot of times it was mostly wealthier type people, you know, but you could be a middle class person or a lower middle class person, graduate from high school, you know, have somewhat average intelligence, decent with your hands and be able to make a pretty solid living working in a factory or working Somewhere with your hands, working in a plant, working in a mine. But, you know, as we've seen over the last, you know, few decades, it's those jobs have disappeared. You know, some of them have been shipped overseas. A lot of these jobs have been automated. You know, a lot of, you know, politicians don't acknowledge that. They don't look at it that way. They, you know, the Trumps and, you know, I'm a Bernie guy, but even Bernie, to a certain extent, they tend to ignore you know, the, the jobs that have been automated, but nonetheless, that's sort of where we're at right now, right? So a lot of those blue collar jobs are gone or they, you know, they're going to slowly but surely start disappearing off the scene as automation becomes more and more prevalent. And then you look at white collar jobs, traditional white collar jobs, jobs that, you know, you needed at least a four year, formal four year college degree. And, you know, Half of them, you still kind of need it. Obviously, you want to become a doctor. You want to become a lawyer. You want to become a um, a teacher. You know, you're going to need some some f formal education, right? But then I see other people and they go to school and, you know, they major in, and, you know, I get it. You know, people are interested in things and, but they major in a, t a subject where it's just like they could come out of school and literally, you know, get any job. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it just it just seems like a waste to me. It just seems like a waste to me. And I think, you know, a lot of it, it just comes into, uh, you know, the way we were raised and the fact that it was just all or nothing. Right. And it, it, it was, you know, college or bust. You know, if you don't go to college, then, you know, you're going to be a bum on the street and, you know, people are going to walk past you and you're going to have the tin cup in your hand. And and, you know, that's just what the idea was for a lot of people. And, you know, it, it college represented, you know, for, you know, immigrants or, you know, minorities and 
women and it, it represented upward mobility. It, it represented upward socioeconomic mobility. Most importantly, you know, the idea was that, hey, you know, if you're able to work hard and gain the education, you get the job, you get a high paying job. And, you know, the high cost of college is offset by the um, the high paying job. But what happens when you when these high paying jobs are no longer there? What happens when these jobs, uh, you know, disappeared in the, the crash, then the, the 2008 crash, which thousands and thousands and thousands of jobs did disappear. You know, what happens when you study something and it sort of becomes obsolete due to te technological advancement? Or you have a particular skill set and, you know, automation takes your job. What happens then? I think, you know, my ideal world is that, you know, and, and this is coming from somebody who I come from an immigrant background, right? My dad's from Jamaica. My mother's from her family's from Central America. And the one thing, you know, I've seen that is very interesting. You know, a lot of times immigrants, you know, they come to this country and, you know, education is such a huge component to, you know, what they try to drill into their children. Because, again, you know, it, it's very important. You know, you get your education and, you know, the way they look at it is that, you know, it's an opportunity to, you know, get ahead in this country with with so many opportunities, you know. But certainly there's more opportunities here in the United States compared to other nations. But, you know, it's interesting seeing what people do in other countries to survive in, in third world type countries, developing nations, countries. How entrepreneurship is just sort of like ingrained, right? Because you don't really have a whole ton of like jobs and, you know, like formal jobs that are giving people higher paying jobs, even people with high levels of education. You know, a lot of times, you know, for people to survive, they need to sell something or, you know, develop something or develop a service and you know, you see that a lot in like parts of Africa. You see that a lot, you know, like the entrepreneurship. It, there's a, a boom going on in like Nigeria and Ghana and, you know, parts of South America. And it's just it's very fascinating. And I think, you know, there is a certain advantage of looking at the world that way, you know, looking at it like, OK, I understand, you know, not everybody is cut out to run a business. Not everybody's cut out to be an entrepreneur or um, not not everybody's cut out to, you know, that 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 takes a special sort of person. But however, it's important at the very least to have some sort of fallback and a little bit of stability and a fallback plan. Right now, this is something that has taken me almost. Let's see. 10 years coming out of high school and, you know, going through school, going through college, going through graduate school for me to realize that, holy shit, you know, I'm busy doing the right things here. And 
you know, I'm coming out and, you know, you got people offering me jobs that, you know, honestly, even with my my you know education level, even with my level of experience, it's just like ridiculous. You know, I'm coming out and, you know, you got jobs that are like offering me thirty thousand dollars a year, thirty two thousand dollars a year. <laughs> you know, and after I spent a hundred thousand dollars to go to um, school, to go to get my master's degree. You know, so it's like, you know, you got all of these bills to pay. You can't even think about, you know, buying a house and buying a car, things that, you know, in previous generations, they were afforded that luxury, you know, without even having to go to college sometimes, being able to support yourself as a truck driver, being able to, you know, have a family, being able to uh, buy a house, which in a lot of ways that that's an investment opportunity. You know, you know how many baby boomers they may have made so much money because, you know, they bought houses and they bought, you know, in, in the 70s and those brownstones in Brooklyn and New York that were like, you know, $30,000, $40,000. And then you fast forward now to, you know, 2018 and those same houses are now $1.5 million, $2 million brownstones. You know, that it, it's important. Right. It's very important. It's. It's just. It is. So for me. You know, I look at it and, you know, entrepreneurship, you know, should be something in which, you know, people, especially in my generation, it should be something at the very least, you know, we can you can look at at developing some sort of side hustle. Because it's just, you know, the the gone of the old days of the stability and, and, you know, you get your unions and it's not like that anymore. You know, it's really not like that anymore. It's it's dog eat dog. And, you know, these these companies, you know, they they understand that there are plenty of other people with your qualifications plenty of other people that they can hire very few p- jobs quote unquote are going to compensate you appropriately right that's another thing that i noticed and that that i realized right and in a way you know this podcast this this particular episode is sort of like me explaining my story you know, and, and being not too that far out of, out of college and not that far out of grad school and, you know, and talking to people who are just coming out of school and just, you know, letting them know the, the lay of the land. You know, you're not going to most likely it's going to take a while for you to get those those jobs. Right. And it, it, it do, definitely doesn't hurt having the, the oper- uh, having the um, the connections to get those jobs. But unfortunately, it's, you know, it's really a crapshoot. And, you know, you have jobs that, you know, may be available to you, but, you know, the pay is just atrocious. It's bad pay. Right. So I think it's it's very important just from a standpoint of, you know, looking for jobs, coming up and, and supporting yourself and making a living. 
I think it's important for people, especially young people, to start looking towards building, um, you know, and innovating and, you know, at the very least building some sort of side hustle. You know, even if it's like, you know, you, you, uh, you know, link up with people who need their houses cleaned. You know, and, and say, you know, people who, who you know, their, their uh, houses get on, they get foreclosed on. And people, you know, the, the bank needs people to come in and clean, clean the house out, house out. You know, it's very easy to technically start a business. You know, you fill out the, the appropriate paperwork, you know, the tax paperwork. Right. And then you go you go from there. Right. You build your website. And, you know, you start advertising. There are many, you know, you can advertise online or you could advertise through social media. You know, there are a lot of different ways to to do that. Right. I think that, you know, is important. You know, you can there are a lot of different ways to get your business out there. Start a YouTube channel. You know, it's just it no longer are the the, the excuses. Right. Where. You know, you got to It's old school to start a business. You need a brick and mortar store and you need to go to 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 the bank and get a loan. And and, you know, you, it needs to be successful and you need to start paying the, the, the bank off. And no longer are, are those uh, restrictions. You know, there are plenty of people out there who are making a living or at the very least building some sort of side hustle. And they're doing it on their own terms. Right. So, you know, that that is, um, you know, what really popped into my mind. You know, it, it's interesting. You know, I'm happy for all of the people who, you know, are, are graduating high school and who are graduating college and grad school. And and, you know, they're looking forward. It's important to you know, I'm not trying to discourage people, but it is important to, to look at the real world implications. Right. It, this current landscape is not what it was. It's not what it was 20 years ago. It's not what it was 30 years ago. And, you know, you need to, to try your best and do your best to put yourself in the best position and to not rely so heavily on jobs that ultimately could replace you at any given moment with very little notice. That's the current climate that we're in right now. You know? That's the current climate that we're in right now. Right? And I think, you know, another reason why, you know, I push for entrepreneurship, I push for entrepreneurship as a millennial, I push for entrepreneurship for minorities, is that not only is minority entrepreneurship, you know, it's, it's I think, getting better, but, you know, we're still not there yet, right? So much untapped potential. But another reason is that, you know, you're never going to be compensated for the amount of work that you put in. You know, when you're working a regular job, that's all well and good. You know, you get your benefits, right? You get your 401k, you get your insurance, you know, that's all well and good. But the problem is, is that a lot of times you're putting in work. And you're getting paid a particular salary, but then the output of the work that you're putting out is worth triple that. 
but you're never ever going to see that profit because that's what capitalism is. I, you know, I get a cut, I get a profit, a certain cut percentage, but that doesn't mean that I'm being compensated fairly in a lot of ways. You know, so a lot of these I'm in the mental health field. So you have a lot of people who are, um, you know, that, that you know, employers that will try to hire people. And it's literally, you know, they'll they'll pay you, you know, per diem. You have a lot of those jobs like therapist jobs and, you know, they'll pay you per diem. You know, they'll pay you 20, 25 bucks an hour. And then, you know, they're billing the insurance company. 90, 85, 90 bucks an hour, the, the Medicaid and Medicare. And so the, the, you know, they're giving you not even half, you know, and, and, you know, they give you a little, like a quarter of the profit per, per patient. Meanwhile, you're the one who's doing all of the, the maintenance on the patient, on the, the client. You're doing the treatment planning, you're doing the counseling, you're doing the you're doing everything involved with with the client. Right. Yet you get paid a quarter, if not even less than than the amount of work that you you put in. Now, that's just the name of the game. Right. That's capitalism. That's what it is. Companies exploiting it. It's a top down model and companies will exploit you. But the problem is, is that, you know, that could get old. And, you know, when when you're being exploited to the point where, all right, you know, I'm putting in all of this work, I'm on the front lines and I'm not getting compensated enough, I can't even eat. I can't even survive. I can't even support myself. You know, I can, I have to go back and live with my mother or I got to go back. I can't I can't afford to buy a house or I can't afford to do this. I can't afford to take care of my kids. I can't afford to. Once it gets to, gets to that point. Then what? Happens? Something's got to give. You know, and I just me personally, I prefer, you know, when I put in a certain amount of work that I get a certain amount back, you know, if I'm, you know, I have my own business and, you know, I make $150,000, I'm getting, I'm seeing a bulk of that, those profits, you know, after, after taxes, of course, but, you know, there is no like, you know, employer or person at the top who's taking 75, 80% on top of, you know, me having obviously to pay taxes. You know, that's what happens. And it can really burn you out, especially when you're in certain professions. Right. When you're in certain professions that can really burn you out. And it can really just demoralize you. But that's an advantage entrepreneurship, starting your own business, starting your own business. That's, that's important. That's important. You know, advocating for yourself at the very least being able to, to come up with some sort of hot side hustle. I forgot who 
said this and you know i was watching something a video or and this guy was like you know it your goal in life is to to develop fuck you money right so you may have a nine to five which is fine i'm not like shitting necessarily on nine to fives but you have enough financial stability in your life outside of that job to where when things get tough and you know your your morals and your integrity and you know your your everything is being compromised that you have enough stability to where you're able to give yourself options i think that is the goal and that's the name of the game just giving yourself enough options because the employers don't care they don't care about you they don't they don't care about you and you know i always keep this in mind right when when i meet with supervisors and when i meet with friends or excuse me when i meet with supervisors and when i meet with coworkers that you know if i was to die today that they would have my position posted on their website or on indeed tomorrow <laughs> and you know they would have a replacement in <clears throat> within a week they don't give a shit. They don't care. You know, when it comes down to it, all it comes down to is the money. We just need this pac these patients to be seen. We just need these these clients to be seen. And anybody, you know, if, if you, you know, you sit down, you shut up, you come in, you do what you got to do, then, you know, we'll give you a check. Right. If if you create waves or, you know, you, you, you leave, then we'll replace you. You know, nobody's irreplaceable, right? So I think it's important sometimes to keep in mind, even with people who, who have those, you know, professional jobs, people who sit behind a desk and, and they're making pretty good money, six figures. And it's like, yeah, that's all well and good. You know, you're making six figures. You're, you know, you're an analyst or you're whatever. And, you know, you're working in a corporate setting. It's important to know that, you know, I, I think, you know, it, it seems obvious, but it really, truly, I don't think sticks with people, right? But, you know, it really starts as, as a mindset, mindset, you know, and the mindset starts all the way back from school and it starts all the way back from our parents. It tells us that, you know, we shouldn't strive for, you know, or at the very least, take a risk. And, you know, nowadays, it's not even as much of a risk as it used to be to, to start a business, to create a website on Squarespace or, or you know, Wick or wherever, right? Go daddy. And then, you know, and, and then, you know, promote your business. And long are the days that it's, it's a long shot. There are so many opportunities, there are so many chances, there are so many ways that, you know, one could at the very least make somewhat of a, of a extra stream of income. So, you know, uh, congratulations to the, you know, class of 2018 and people going on and going into the workforce and, you know, it just, it's, uh, 
I congratulate them. And, you know, I understand, you know, I'm not saying people shouldn't work a nine to five, but, you know, there there is a certain sense of advocacy. And I feel, unfortunately, there are so many people that get lazy and they get complacent and, you know, they have dreams and they just sort of just fold and they get a job and, you know, it's comfortable and, you know, they get a, they're making a certain amount of money they're comfortable with and they don't strive for anything and they're not pushing for anything and they just stay in, in this level of like stasis and they don't, they just don't push anymore and, you know, become complacent and then years fly by and before you know it, it's like shit, you know, 20 years have passed. 10 years have passed, 15 years have passed, and I haven't really done anything. I've just really gotten up and, you know, I've devoted all my time and all my energy to a company that would replace me at any given moment. And that's where my, where my beef lies, you know? Yeah, that's where my beef lies. Uh, it's just important. Always watch your back. Always watch your step. You know, always advocate for yourself and don't, you know, I don't care how buddy buddy, you know, and how nice your supervisors are or people who are in your face. And at the end of the day, you know, it it comes down to the money. And, you know, when the money doesn't add up and they need, you know, they want to replace you or they want to, you know, they want to eliminate your position and and cut costs. And, you know, you're going to be the first one to go. And unfortunately, it has, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with the, the, the system that's currently set up. But the beautiful thing about living in 2018 and the beautiful thing about being young is that, you know, we grew up in the computer age. We grew up and, you know, we have a, a, a firmer understanding of the Internet and we understand how it works. And there are just so many different ways in which people could earn extra uh, streams of, of, of income. You know, so, you know, that's all I really have to say on that particular topic. But, you know, just uh, congratulations and just, uh, yeah, keep on keeping on.